Welcome to episode number 26 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name is Ann Congley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad you're here. I have a great interview scheduled for today. That is a conversation I had with Latasha Griffin, the founder and owner of the number one hydration and wellness spa in Sacramento called At Your Best Wellness. And I wanted to interview Latasha because she's doing some epic shit in the world, which is phenomenal. Number one, but number two, because I think she is an example of what could be possible if you were to think about starting up a wellness practice. So tune in and get your notebooks out. Latasha's going to drop several pearls of wisdom, several powerful thoughts that have helped her to create demand for her services and to grow this practice from what once started off as a concierge business into a um, uh, location and service with a brick and mortar. And I know undoubtedly that you will find benefit in this interview. So without further delay, welcome to this interview that I had with Latasha Griffin, owner of At Your Best Wellness, again, the number one hydration and wellness spa in Sacramento, California. Let's go. All right. I am so excited about this conversation with Latasha Griffin. We're going to talk a little bit about how she got started and what she's doing right now and how she's creating her version of being a nurse who lives a good life. So without further delay, Latasha, thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your schedule, which is busy because you are running a big practice and doing epic things in the world. So good for you. Um, But thank you for being here. And I would love if you would just start and tell this audience about a little bit about your background um, and how you got started in, you know, this private practice. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Um, definitely motivating for me and how basically I got started a uh, similar kind of listening to other nurses talk about, you know, going beyond the bedside. And that's kind of what I'm here to talk about that there is, um, you can live that good life and it doesn't have to evolve right just being in the hospital. I know a lot of times when we went to school, you know, we were taught, you know, bedside, bedside, but there's so many things you can do with your degree and it doesn't have to always end up with you just being at the bedside. So we'll get right into it. We'll talk about exactly how I got started, how I went from bedside to boss. So mm-hmm. basically I, um, you know, the whole pandemic hit and, um, I had already had this idea in my mind that I wanted to own my own practice, right? He was like, oh, I'm an RN. I want to go own my own practice, but I didn't know the avenues and steps to do that. So I know I needed to go to school, go back to school and get my um, nurse practitioner to, at the very least, start there, right? And mm-hmm. so I went to school. I got my nurse practitioner license. And then naturally, I go work, you know, as a nurse practitioner. I did family nurse practitioner. And I worked in an underserved population. And it was brutal. I'm going to be honest. It was very brutal. I went to, um, from, you know, making six figures as a bedside nurse, you know, with less responsibilities to um, making less than six figures um, as a family nurse practitioner, a provider with 25 to 30 people on my schedule with way more responsibility. Mm -hmm. I worked Monday through Friday and I suffered very severe burnout. I was depressed. I was very depressed in, um, in my new role. And, you know, I, I did have a lot of, um, in the beginning, we all kind of go through that, um, oh, what do they call it? Uh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I, so I did suffer through imposter syndrome from a little bit. Like, am I supposed to be doing this? Who's this girl doing this? Why am I doing this? I, you know, I wanted to run back to the bedside many a times. Like that's our, mm-hmm. that's our safe place. And I do know a lot of us as nurses, um, 
it's a love and hate with the business thing. I know because I have a business coach and, you know, she's a, she's a love and hate for the nurses because we got, we are so stuck in our mind frame that we only can do this one thing. So trying to have us think outside the box is very hard. It is, it really is a mindset. And I can go in so much um, detail about just having that mindset change because a lot of it really starts with changing your mindset first and then the opportunities in your, in your vision can really just open up so many doors. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about how I got to that mindset. So, you know, I'm working these 40 hours, you know, now I went from working three days a week, 24 hours at the bedside, good paying job at Kaiser as a nurse and um, <clears throat> to working 40 hours a week, 40 plus, because mind you, I'm salary now. I'm still having to, you know, there is no charting in between clients mm-hmm. and patients, you know, at, when you're working in that type of, type of population, they don't give you even a few minutes, even drink of water. I really, I remember sitting at the, the desk, just scarfing down my, my lunch um, so I can just finish up my charting. And I would still go home late at night. I'm, the, I'm early, early in the morning to get prepared for my day. And I stay late at night after all the patients have gone, pretty much everybody in the office is gone. And I'm sitting there late trying to just finish up some charting. So that way, when I went home, I can at least have some type of energy to give my kids and my husband. Um, and it, it, it was just draining, you know, like I said, it's 40 plus hours, you know, I'm still having to chart at home. I'm having to refill prescriptions. I'm getting lab calls. I'm getting pharmacy calls. For silly things, right? And I just felt myself just being miserable. Like I was like, oh, why did I waste all this money? I went back to school, got my nurse practitioner license, and I don't even want to be an MP anymore. I'm miserable. And I always, again, had this idea that I wanted to own my own practice, right? And I'm like, this is definitely not what I signed up for. This is not what I envisioned of, you know, working um, in a practice before. And so I did go back to the bedside. I did. I ran back to the bedside. I, you know, I gave my two weeks um, and I finished out and I went back to the bedside to just kind of collect my thoughts because I did go through depression working there and I had nothing left to give anyone once I got home, you know, that you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Yeah. And so. Oh, I, you know, I went back to the bedside and I know people probably was like, oh, you know, I mean, when I, and this is the thing too, you got to be careful who you tell your dreams to, because a lot of people will put fear into it. Yeah. And so I remember telling, um, you know, some coworkers that I was going to, you know, I was going back to MP school and they was like, oh, why would you do that? You make more as a nurse. And I mean, they were right. I did, but I wasn't going back for the money. I wasn't. I was going back in my mind for the independent, the freedom, mm-hmm. um, the flexibility of the scheduling. You know, I had this whole idea, like I'm having my weekends off, no more working. I know I'm a night shift nurse, okay? So we all know if you're a night <laughs> shift nurse, you can relate. Like you, you yeah. don't sleep, you don't, you know, you, you wake up, most of the day you feel like a zombie, you know? So I was a night shift nurse at that. And so I just had this big old idea, like, I'm just going to be free and happy. I'm going to be a regular Monday through Friday, you know, have mm-hmm. my weekends off. And I and that wasn't the reality of it. Once I got into it, I'm like, this is definitely not what I signed up for. Huh. And so, yeah, I did go back to the bedside. I went back to the bedside. I, you know, I took a moment to gather my thoughts, figure out what my next step was. Because it's always, the, if, hey, plan A don't work, you go to plan B, right? Plan B doesn't work, you go to plan C. Yep. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep trying and figure things out until I get what I want. And so I went back. I took some time. I started, you know, 
um, put myself in rooms. You know, that's another thing. We have to um, learn how to collaborate and network. Networking is going to be key to living that good life. You know, people are, if you know someone is already doing what you want to do, surround yourself with those people. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of times as nurses, we kind of, we all, you know, if we go out together, we hang out, we all complain about the same thing, right? It's busy. We, we're understaffed. We don't get breaks. The acuity, you know, it's not safe. You hang around all those people all the time. You kind of just get into this complaining mode, but nothing never really changes. But if you hang around people who are doing the things that you want to do and, and, and are in the places that you're trying to be, then your mind starts to shift. Mm-hmm. I found myself, I was already surrounded by people, friends, close friends that were already business owners. And so what I was saying was, you know, in school, they don't teach you how to run a business. Like, you know, I have a degree to, you know, provide healthcare and I have the education and knowledge to do what I want to do, but I did not have the knowledge to know how to run a business. And a lot of that is what we miss um, when we decide that we want to go out and, you know, open up our own business, there is a disconnect because, you know, I was me. That was me. I literally jumped. I launched with no parachute. I just jumped foot in. Like, I-, I can do this. I have the education. I have the knowledge. I have the resources. Of course I can do this. I can work for myself. I don't have to work for them and, and work these God awful hours and, you know, not have that work life balance because that is truly what I was aiming for it wasn't about the money I wanted to have a work-life balance and I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to get that working for anyone else Mm -hmm. and so about you know as a business owner I was surrounding I have friends that had businesses so I started surrounding myself with them and 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 talking about business asking them how do you run your business how did you get started what kind of system processes do you have in place and I started watching how they communicate how they network the rooms that they get in and so I just started following them. You know, I was a gopher. I'm just soaking up information. I'm surrounding myself around people who are doing the things that I wanted to do. I started going to these conventions, these expos, and just letting people know, you know who my name, who I am, and what my goals are. Mm-hmm. And so people, and it's crazy because people start to see in you what you didn't even know you had in yourself. So then I have these people believing in me. Oh, Tasha, absolutely, you'll be perfect at this. All my friends was like, Oh my gosh, this is be great for you. You will do so well. You build rapport easily with people. You have a great personality. You care truly about people. So it was a no-brainer for them for me to go ahead and, and launch this business. And so I did. I stepped out on faith. I launched with no type of training, no marketing, no business <laughs> training, nothing. And sometimes you have to just do that because a lot of times as nurses, we always feel, and I was there. That's why it took me six months to actually launch. Because I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It needs to be perfect. It needs to be perfect. I need to have this in place. I need to have this in place. While those things are important, they're not the most important. Sometimes you just have to start. You have to just start. And things, I promise you, things will just come into place. They will start fall. They will just start coming to you. Opportunities will start just falling in your lap. And I am a testimony to that. I don't know you guys' faith and religion, but I'm a firm believer. Um, I I do believe in God and I do um, fellowship. And I, I just remember just asking God to just order my steps. Put me in the rooms that I need to be in. Mm-hmm. surround me around the people that I need to be surrounded by and I just started just I just started seeing myself in these rooms mm-hmm. and and it just started happening it's just it's it's amazing and, and my friends and family can attest to this I literally 
it just started happening and things are still happening. I'm getting opportunities to um, be in rooms and talk to other people. And um, I'm getting, you know, my grand opening is going to be coming soon. And I, just so much things are happening. But again, I started off as concierge. Um, I did a lot of mobile stuff. And then once I felt comfortable and I had enough built up enough clientele, I went on and got a brick and mortar. I signed a lease. And, and, and I, and even then that was the most scariest thing in my life that I did. And I'm like, I hope I can make this rent. I hope I can pay these bills that I'm taking on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, okay. So Hold on. I want to talk about that too. Cause I, you have given us so much just in terms of some very powerful thinking. I think we talk a lot about, you know, in this podcast and the coaching that I do, we talk a lot about powerful thinking and sometimes what trips us up as, you know, getting beyond the bedside is like you said, very, very, you know, in, in different words, but it's mindset. Right. And it's this idea that, oh, well, you know, I, the only place for me is at the bedside or, you know, or just getting influenced again, just like you said, by the people that are around you and the people taking on some of those shitty thoughts, right? Like just because you're in it. And sometimes, you know, the more you hear it, the more it becomes truth. It feels like truth in your mind. Um, but hold on. I want to, I want to, um, I want to just note this. And I want to say, because we, we've also talked on this podcast about doing things that make you want to vomit and, and, <laughs> yes. and signing that lease. It sounds like for you Ooh. signing that lease was a moment where you were like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. And you did it anyways, which I walk me through this. Yep. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. It it, so in the crazy thing, okay, this, and it was, okay, so then again, it's just about ordering steps. Like you got to listen. You just have to just listen to what God is trying to tell you or listen to whatever little brain, little voice in the back of your head. So mm -hmm. this building has always been uh, an option for me. And it was crazy. I was avoiding it. I was really avoiding this place. And I was avoiding it because I knew it was, it was going to be easy for me to get because I already knew the owner. And so I, so it's crazy because I literally was looking for other places. I was just like, okay. I know I have that place I can move in any day, but I want I'm looking around, like calling, like, you know, buildings, like how much are you guys charging? You know, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to be doing. And the prices were crazy. I'm in California. Okay. Elk Grove, California. Everything is high here. So I'm talking about, it was five. I'm getting quotes of five to 10,000 a month guys. Okay. Five to 10,000 a month full build out, which means that I have to still come in, build, bring in a contractor to build it up to the way I want it to be. That was a lot of money. And I just was like, oh, I just can't do it. Like, that's just too much of a commitment. I don't know if this business is even going to be successful. So I'm just like, in this whole time, I've had an, I have an opportunity of a space that already has three rooms. It's already fully built out. The rent was definitely affordable. I just was, it was one of those things where I knew I would have to do it. If I did it, it was, it was going to happen. And so I was, it was kind of like I'm talking myself out of it. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm calling around these other places, knowing that I can't afford the five to 10000 a month, but I'm calling around just to see what, the, what they're talking about when I already have a place that's ready for me, that already have my name on it. This person literally told me after I signed a lease that they were waiting for someone like me to move into this building. Mm. Isn't that funny though, how fear kind of gets you, you know, us and I, I say you, but I mean us because it's me too, you know, fear will literally stop us dead in our tracks. Right. And, and make us avoid all kinds of things. It's yep. even when you've put the intention out, even when you've relied on your faith, even when you've, you know, listened to what God has tried to tell you and you're like, no, mm -mm, 
Nope. Not going to yep. do that. Nope. Yep. And, nope. and it's, yeah. And, it, and so I did. And I did. And like you said, it makes you want to vomit. You're like, oh my God, I'm really doing this. It's one of those, like, you're happy, but you're like terrified feelings all in one, you know, butterflies and, oh my gosh, I just did this. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, it's, it's not nothing to take lightly, but it's such an accomplishment. Like you are literally stepping out on faith and that's all we have. There is never going to be anyone that can guarantee you that your business is going to succeed. Yeah. But yeah. you know yeah. what? You don't know until you try, right? Yeah. Well, and too, look, I mean, and you're a good example of it, which is that you know, think about all the times that you've been scared in your life and you acted anyways, in spite of it. And think about that is a, you know, that, that doesn't happen just because it happens either because you have intense belief in yourself or you have intense belief in some, a greater power, whether it's God or universe or spirit or whatever it is up outside of you, that you are, that it will guide you on the path that, you know, to help you fulfill, be the best version of yourself. And, and I think it's interesting because that isn't something that often just happens overnight. I think that's something that you've probably cultivated over many years. I'm a nurse who, even when she feels, or I'm a human who, even when she feels fear, vomit inducing fear that I still, I still act. I still take action from a place of, I know I need to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to have faith that it's possible. And I'm going to look for evidence in the universe of other people who are doing it. And then I'm going to build my belief from there. And I'm going to tell myself if they can do it. I can do it too. So that's, that is a mindset of complete and utter. That is, I mean, here's the thing. Would you say that you had that mindset all along or this is something you've been working on? What do you think? I feel like I've always been, my mom and my family contested has always been the one that always wanted more, Mm. wanted more, do more. Right. And, um, and it's kind of one of those curses too. It's kind of one of those things where it's not that I was unhappy at the bedside. I just felt like I, I wanted more. Like, okay, I've done that, been there, I've been a, you know, at the point at that time I had been at the bedside for oh, 15 years at that point. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do something different. Like, you know, I, not that I'm bored because I still love what I do. And I'm still at the bedside, actually, because, you know, because that pays the bills, you know, and that's mm-hmm. another thing, too. A lot of times when you're starting, it's not quit your job and go run out and start a business. Now, you can do that. But, you know, I still have other bills I have to pay and I have a family and kids relying on me, too. So I definitely made sure that, you know, me stepping out and leaping out on faith was I was going to basically make sure that, you know, if anything happened, I still have a backup plan. I always have a backup plan, right? Yeah. Some people yeah. don't have a backup plan. That's fine. But have a backup plan. So, you know, with nurses, you're able to do on call. You know, I remember leaving my regular um, staff position and actually going to do some travel contracts to gain the money to open up, you know, to get the things that I needed. You know, I didn't, you know, have like, you know, I wasn't blessed with just money and like, you know, in a you know, safe account or something like that where I can just pull pull this money out and I don't want to pull out my 401. So I was like, okay, well, most people... They go, they work for it. Right. So I started mm-hmm. working overtime. I started saving. I cut down on Starbucks. Who oh, I love me some Starbucks, y'all. And that was, <laughs> you know, I cut down on Starbucks. I, I cut out on eating out. You have to make sacrifices for the things. If you truly say you want to live a good life, you're going to have to 
dig deep and sacrifice. A lot of times we don't want to sacrifice certain things to get to our dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of times to get to those dreams, it comes with a sacrifice. Unfortunately, it does. If you're not, you know, in a position where you can go and pull out some money in your 401, which I could have, I definitely could have. Or if you don't have, you know, some money to save up, if you do, great. Start that business. You have no excuse. Get out there and go for your dreams. Um, but if you don't, you still can do it. I am a testimony. I did it with nothing, with no money saved. Mm-hmm. You know, I literally just started, I'm saving. Once I made my mind up, I just started writing down my plans and what I needed. I see, did a market analysis, you know. Right. But I, I think, see, that's, I think it speaks to the kind of person that you are. Right. And this idea of when we talk about this on the podcast about becoming women who make decisions, we go all in. We don't allow fear to drive the bus. We show ourselves compassion along the way and we keep taking steps forward. Yep. You know, and that, and, but that takes, right. That's, I think, a testament to just the way that you operate, which is you're like, look, you know, you want to live the good life. I'm going to, there's some things I'm going to have to give up right now for the greater good, right? If I've got the vision in place, right? I'm going to make a plan to get there, which includes me saving and includes some overtime, travel contracts, you know, padding. Sacrificing, right? Absolutely. Yes. And it doesn't come easy for people. You really do have to, and I won't say that I started off with that mindset. I do feel like it has evolved and it's gotten even more. Because even when I started my business, let me share a funny story. I started in January. In January, you know, it's new, right? So I'm like, I'm meeting all these people. Everybody's loving me. And I'm like, oh, this is good. I'm loving this feeling. I'm doing my own thing. And then I hit February. February was a horrible month for me. I, you know, it was a, a something happened, you know, um, and, I, and I'll go ahead and share it. I'm very personal and, I, and I'm very open. I, I remember um, an opportunity came and it was for me to work at a bed spa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most nurses, you know, they think of a dream job. It's like man spa, right? You want to, mm-hmm. you know, we done the sick people. We want to, we want to talk to people who now they came to see us because they want to see us. Not people who don't want to see us. They just got to right. come see us because we got to treat them. But right. you know, most of us want to work with people that are happy. They, they like seeing us. They want to come. So, you know, naturally man spa is very popular for people who are RNs, right? It's just a natural thing that we can do. And so I had been applying to man spas. I never got any calls, never got any calls. And so, one day I was going through my email and I found this email from a very popular man spa place here uh, where I'm at. And so I'm like, wow, they emailed me. Where did this email come from? So it was just buried in like my junk folder. And so, and this was months, like I would say probably five months ago when they emailed me. Right. And oh, so wow. at this point at this, right. Right. So at this point I'm already in my business. I'm already kind of getting momentum. And so but remember, I, it was this opportunity. Like I felt like I needed to, I needed to be at this man spa in order for me to get to my ultimate dream was to open up my own man spa, right? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I emailed them like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm just seeing your email. If you guys are still interested, I'm, I'm definitely still interested." And so things got rolling. They emailed me back. You know, they pretty much hired me immediately. You know, I, I did have to go through a whole bunch of interview processes and things like that, of course. And then, you know. They, you know, send me this email, like, you know, you should be very proud. We interviewed over a hundred people and you were the one we chose. And so, you know, I get, I get in, I'm working for this company and then all of a sudden they decided to let me go and I'm getting real personal and deep here. Oh, and so, 
and they decided to let me go. And I, when I say it crushed me, guys, it crushed me. Yeah. It made me second guess everything that I was thought I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, it, wait a minute. What'd you make, what'd you make that mean about you when they, they let me go? What'd you make that mean about you? So say that again. When, when you said they let me go and it crushed me, but here's my question. What did you make that event, them letting you go? What did you make it mean about you? That wasn't worthy. Ah, yeah. It made me feel like that I wasn't, um, I, I, oh man, it took me into a deep, it took me back in depression is what yeah. it did. It took me back to a, a dark place where I just was like, well, maybe this is not for me. And it also, you know, I don't know if you guys can tell my voice, but I am a, a black uh, African-American woman and we don't see a lot of people. I don't see a lot of people like me that look like me in medical spas. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of reason why me wanted to get into medical aesthetics is so people can look so people that look like me could come to a place where they see people that look like them, right? Because it's mm -hmm. all about representation. Yep. And so for me that, so it was, it was more of a blow on a different level on the fact that it's just hard to break into, into this industry. I finally oh, broke like, into this. Yeah. Like it I was finally, like, I'm not worthy. And then this isn't for me, like not necessarily for me as a woman, not necessarily for me as a, work, a nurse. This is like, this isn't for me as a black woman, as a black MP. <laughs> as a black NP. Ah, yeah. And that's why I said, this is real, real personal here. And so the reason why they, they said they let me go is because they felt like it was a conflict of interest. Now, mind you, when they reached out to me, I was very upfront. Hey, I just started my own IV hydration wellness business in Sacramento. You know, I even gave them my website, my Instagram and everything. So they had plenty of time to look over this information mm -hmm. and uh, before they hired me, before I started working and everything. So I don't know who dropped the ball on that or how it ended up now all of a sudden becoming a conflict of interest. But I'm going to tell you what I really thought it was, what I think it is. I When I started working there, they naturally... People love me, right? Mm -hmm. I, I I really build rapport easily with clients. I, I just know, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I build rapport with them easily. And um, hold on one second. So I was able to, um, you know, I was, you know, clients started coming in asking for me. You know, I was still in my training phase, but I was receiving like, you know, all these good um, reviews about, you know, like, you know, Natasha, she fits right in. Welcome to the team. She's a great asset, um, and things like that. And so, so from when they called me in the office and say they were letting me go, I was really confused because all the, I was getting nothing but just like praises, like you're doing great, yeah. you're a great asset to the team. And so, like I said, the reason for letting me go was the fact that they felt like it was a conflict of interest. And, and the only thing I can think of is that maybe someone went to my social media page and just felt like um, that I was going to maybe... Because I think a lot of things, a lot of RNs work there. A lot, and I was like only the only NP. I think there was one other PA that worked there. And mm -hmm. so we can do a little more things um, than the RNs can do. Yeah. And, and and maybe it was just the fear of that, you know, maybe they thought that I was going to take their clients and go open up my own spot. But that I promised the guy that was never, that was never the intention. That was never when they, when they called, reached out to me, mind you. It was never my intention to be like, oh, I'm just going to go there and then I'm just going to immediately leave. But, you know, 
we all grow, right? And so my my ideal of working there was one foot in the door. I'm going to be able to learn all the things that I was going to have to learn on my own. Now I'm going to be paid and be able to learn how to do that. So whenever I decide to go and open up my own med spa or, or open up my business, whatever that may be, I will have the knowledge and, and the resources and tools to do so. But it was never meant to, you know, basically go work for them and then like steal their clients. And that's kind of how yeah. I felt the conversation was going. And I yeah. get it. You know, they have to protect themselves as a business. There is no hard feelings at all. Because one thing my mom, because, oh, my, I was, I mean, let's tell you guys, I was distraught. I was like crying. I was just like, why did this happen? Like, why, why allow me to find this email? Why allow for me to go through this whole gruesome interview process and actually start working there get a check and everything love I was in love with aesthetics I didn't even know how much I was going to love it until I actually got into it and I fell in love with it and for me to do all of that just for them to let me go I just was like there gotta be a reason right but Mm -hmm. you don't see that you don't understand you don't understand sometimes how you have to go through some things to get to what you're trying to get to. And so I remember my mom having my pastor call me and she called and they they prayed over the phone with me. And, and I, and I I just went the whole month of February. I just slumped. I just, I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't talk. I didn't think, I did not want to think about my business at all because at that point I just was over it. I'm done. Like, it's just not meant for me to do it. Yeah. But then I just, I don't know. I just kind of got, I pulled myself out of a funk, you know, and and I just reminded myself that if you truly want this, you're just going to have to work for it. Yeah. You you know, maybe it would have been easier for you to kind of learn, you know, because we all think about the school, right? You go, you learn something and then you execute it. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to learn the right way. I'm going to take these courses. I'm going to take these classes. I'm going to get my training and then I'll be able to execute once I'm at that level of wanting to open up my own practice. But sometimes you may not have to, it may not be the route. That would be something that I would have liked to have done. But sometimes you have to just listen to that voice that say, just do it. You don't, I didn't, obviously I didn't need them. I didn't need them. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know the how, like it's hard. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes we want to desperately know and, and have it in our minds, the certainty around, if I do all the steps, it's going to work. If I go as the RN, if I go and get hired at the med spa, like it's going to work, you know, it's going to all work out and I'm going to have my way, like, you know, yes, and then because it, it's this, this thing with nurses, we have to have like this order of steps, right? It's like the, the yeah. plan of care, yeah. you know, and we tend to apply that plan of care to our life. Like they do this first, do this in order for me to do this, I have to do this. And sometimes those steps will be out ordered, but the most important thing is to keep moving forward one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I love that. You said the plan of care essentially to your life. And, and I think, right. The, our, one of our strengths as nurses is being disciplined people who can take steps, who follow algorithms, who know guidelines, like who are familiar with guidelines and we know step-by-step process. And, and it's also really interesting to note like, Oh, sometimes the plan that I think was supposed to happen is mm-hmm. not the plan is not the way that it was supposed to, do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't mm-hmm. the way that was going to get me yes. where I needed to be. 
Exactly. And and that's and I'm really a testimony to that. I can testify to that because literally I'm thinking I needed to work at a mess spot first in order for me to eventually, right? And, and and that's the thing. It's like we all have we all start somewhere, right? Like the CEOs, they probably didn't start off being a CEO at a big fortune company. They probably started off as a worker and then they worked their way up. And that's kind of like my mind frame when I started when I said I wanted to, you know, get into the aesthetics field. Well, at first I need to learn about the aesthetics field and I did. I went and paid for courses. I started learning about it because a lot of times they want you to come in with experience already right it's like mm -hmm. how do you get experience if no one ever hires you to get the experience right. so sometimes you have to backdoor things you have to like start getting in rooms and you take the education so I think what stood out to me was that one I was a family nurse practitioner and that I had already took like Botox and filler courses and I had the training and the certificates and things like that and so I'm just was going to like you know just build up more of my skills adding laser treatment and things that I hadn't been trained on things like that. Plus yeah. I'm also able to do good faith exams for the nurses that are there because they can't do those things. So I was, I was an asset to them as well. So, but the thing is that was obviously not the way I was supposed to go to get to what my ultimate goal was. Yep. And so, and you know, and I, and I still don't understand it, but I am happy you know, everything happens for a reason. So now when I look back on what really caught me in a real dark place at that time was it was something that needed to happen. You know, I'm thinking I needed these people to help me get to what my ultimate goal was. And I really didn't. I just needed to have more faith in myself. Yeah. And here's one thought. I don't know if this is supportive to you, but you know, when you think about this, uh, this men's spa and letting you, them letting you go, I just, I'm, I wonder if you can even look at it and be like, yes, of course they let me go. I was a big threat. My energy is big. My drive is big. My skill set is big. And that was probably too much for them. That's, you know what? And that's what most of my friends and family have said. And, and yeah. it took me a while to to feel like that was what it was. Yeah. Um, because you know, you always want to make up a reason. Well, you know, why, why ha why did that happen? But it could be just simple as that. And you know what? I'm okay with it now. I wasn't okay with it at first, but yeah. now. I am okay with it. Everything happened. And I always see everything is a learning lesson, right? Is that you always can find a lesson, even in the lows, even yeah. in your, your losses, you can, there's always a, a lesson to be learned. Yeah. Oh, so my I'm advice to, and, and so my advice is every, for everyone that's listening. If you feel yourself giving up on your goals, make a plan break down the steps. If you look at it as a whole, it's going to be very overwhelming. I still get overwhelmed at times. So if you feel yourself giving up your goals, make a plan. You can't do anything if you don't have a plan. Break down those steps. Yeah. And then here, I have one question I want to make, and I want to, I want to just, before we go, I want to touch on this. You said earlier, you know, it wasn't about the money for me. It was about the independence, the freedom and the flexibility for me. And I'm Absolutely. curious, is that, you know, and I want you to just, um, if you would share, what is that? What is the version you living your best life? Like, what is that to you? So, and it's so funny that I said that, you know, I want to have this flexibility. I will say when you are starting your business, you think you're working a lot, you're going to always be working in your business. But when it's yours, it's a different kind of work, right? You're not working for somebody else. So yeah, I, I definitely still am working. I am like always working on my business. I don't have days off. 
but it's because I choose, I choose to do this. This is what I'm choosing to do versus what I have to do. And so for me, what the good life looks like for me is basically doing what I want when I want to do it. If I want to go on vacation, I don't have to worry about asking my boss, can I take time off? I am the boss. I can go where I want to go. I can open when I want to open. I can close when I want to close. That That's my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is financial freedom. Yep. So just be, mixed yeah. in with, mixed in with, I do what I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're burnt out. As nurses, we're burnt out. A lot of times we always give, give, give. We self-care, self-care, but we never give self-care to ourselves. Yes, this is a this is the truth sometimes that we do see. Um, okay, how if people want to find out kind of what you do and and they want to connect with you, how do they reach out to you and where can they find you? So you can reach out to me at my website, www.atyourbestwellness.com. I am also on all social media, TikTok, at your best wellness, Instagram, at your best wellness, Facebook, at your best wellness. I even have a YouTube channel at, at your best wellness. So you can find me, just Google at your best wellness, and I should come up on all your social medias. You can email me. You can DM me if you have any questions on how I got started, specifics, because, you know, it's a lot, right? And so I'm willing to help out. Mm-hmm. as much as I can um before we go my biggest again I just want to tell you guys don't give up on you you deserve the good life oh girl yes 100% you deserve it uh, tell me wait and what are your you know you said you do business coaching and then you also have your um your practice so what do you what's your how do they reach out to you it's the same way for you know coaching and stuff Yes, they can reach out to me. Um, absolutely, they can reach out to me on uh w all my social media. Of course, okay. DM me or you can email me too at um contact at the symbol and then at yourbestwellness.com. So again, my email is contact at the symbol and then at yourbest.com. And then um uh so your clients are the ones who they what desire to open the IV med spa they desire to open the um uh or IV hydration or the med spa and you're going to help them do that no (laughs) (laughs) I am still learning myself I can't help them meaning that I can tell you how I got started but I am not I'm not at that point yet because I am still doing it myself but my clients right now are the people who are looking who want the services so I I do gyms wellness I I still do primary care so I have a a bomb weight loss program so if you're looking to lose weight they come to me if you're looking for IV hydration vitamin therapy Botox fillers uh, micro channeling laser body contouring I do all aesthetics in wellness Okay. So those are my clients, but yes, I will. I am in the process of developing a coaching program for people like me who are nurses that want to move from the bedside to boss. Yeah, good for you. But give me some time because when, yeah. I, when I put my energy into something, I need it to be. Again, I still need it to be perfect, but I want it to be right, and I want to make sure I have the resources and the people because you can't do anything by yourself. So I need to make sure I have a team because if I don't know the information, then you want to bring on a, somebody who has that information, right? We don't know everything, yeah. so you always have to work in a in, work in the fact where you need a team. And, and so right I, now I'm building a team. Yeah, that's pr- good for you. And I always remind myself too, anytime, right? It's like a, a coaching business is a whole separate 
like a whole separate endeavor, right? It involves oh, its, it own, is. its own, you know, it's like its own baby. And so it's just right. It, this may be the season for you of building your business, which is primarily client facing. And it's mostly, you know, doing, you know, the work that you're doing with your, all of your, you know, interventions for aesthetics. And then the next step of it, you know, once you get your team established is, is going off and doing something else in terms of sharing the wisdom of how you built your business. I, and, and created your version of the good life. I, this, I, I think you've shared about a million gems in terms of the mindset that you have cultivated to help you get where you are today. And I cannot thank you enough for your time and for sharing, you know, letting people get access to Natasha Griffin's brain, which has helped her get to where she is, because I think it's so powerful. And I have no doubt about the fact that you will take all that you have and everything about who you are and create something, you know, so phenomenal. I mean, it's, you've already done that. And I think there's the only, you know, only direction to go from here is up. Absolutely. And just like I said, imagine the burst, the best imagine. I want you guys to imagine the best version of yourself and show up her, show up as her every day. Yeah. Today, starting right now, starting today, (laughs) imagine the best version of yourself, whatever that looks like for you. And that's how I got my business name too. give me a story real quick. And I'll let you guys go at your best wellness started because I wanted people to feel when they came to me at their best and whatever that looks like, because everybody version at their best is going to be different. And it could be at different times at your best when in January may look different with what you look like at your best right now. So I just want everybody to imagine the best version of yourself and show up as that person every day. Yeah. And and watch how things happen and start today. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. <laughs> oh, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. I wish you nothing but the best. And Thank you. Um, and uh and take care and keep going and we'll be rooting for you. Uh, thank you so much. Living the good life. So thank you so much Absolutely. for your time today. All, All right. right, you guys take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.